Hey everyone, and welcome to The Three Gun Show. This is episode 268, and I'm your host, Dave Hartman. This week's show is a bite-sized episode where Adam Maxwell and I discuss the five things that you should change on your rifle. And uh, Adam actually came by the studio for this one, so this is pretty exciting. So we got to do this one in person, which is always much more fun. And let me know if you like this type of uh, format, because we got a couple more for you as well. Two exciting things to tell you about before we get started on this adventure. One, as you're listening to this, I am off mailing prizes from the 3 Gun Show Patreon 30-Day Challenge. Two lucky winners won UH-1 Hueys from Vortex Optics, their ultimate holographic optic. And five people won lights and or lasers from Crimson Trace. And five people won an apparel slash gear package from IWI. So thank you to Vortex Optics, Crimson Trace, and IWI for providing prizes for that challenge. It was the challenge was a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of people got a lot of it, a lot out of it, and some people are still going and and they created good habits and they're and they're moving forward. So thank you to everyone that played along on this one. It was a ton of fun. We're going to be doing something again soon. IWI has given me a Masada pistol to give away to one lucky 3 Gun Show listener. Now, I reached out to our good friends of Vortex Optics, and they're going to supply a Venom Red Dot to put on top. So there you go. You have the opportunity to win the coolest new full-size Palmer pistol out there with a sweet red dot to place atop its optics-ready slide. Isn't that awesome? Masada and a, and a Venom all together. Uh, of course, you'll have to pick it up from your uh, your local FFL after filling out all the proper paperwork. So that let's get that out of the way first. Um, to narrow down who we select to win this wonderful pistol, uh, which incidentally is going to be almost exactly like mine. Um, to narrow it down, I've decided to give a give it away to a Three Gun Show patron, and uh, we're going to run a contest. So you'll have a little while to join if you want to win uh, other benefits for the patrons as well. As you can check out at uh, 3gunshow.com slash Patreon. But details will be on next week's podcast, so you have a little time to join. And we, we want you in on this one. So check out 3gunshow.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can go there and... Uh, Choose to support the Three Gun Show, the content that we're creating here, and in return, you may win an IWI Masada with a Vortex Venom Red Dot on top. So, second, uh, I've added a bunch of products to the Three Gun Show store, including select Vortex Optics and uppers, muzzle brakes, and handguards from Armalite. And, of course, there is still the T-shirts, hats, uh, tank tops, coffee mugs, all that good stuff that you're used to there. So he- head over to 3GunShowProShop.com to check out what we got. Like I said, uh, Vortex Optics got Vipers, Spitfires, mounts, um, muzzle brakes, upper receivers, all kinds of cool stuff. So free shipping on orders over $100 and 5% of all sales go to charities that support our youth in the shooting sports. And the charity that we're working with right now is Generation 3-Gun. This, this is the very start of the pro shop, and I'm, I'm really excited about it here. 
um, putting together partnerships for this to get you guys good prices on stuff and to uh, outfit your entire three-gun kit is uh, is what we're all about here. That's the goal. So right now, it's just the start. There's going to be uh, more products added uh, with strate- strategic partners uh, as they come as they come up and as we can do them. So I'm going to bring in new products on an ongoing basis. So be sure and check back often and think Three Gun Show Pro Shop when you need three gun gear. Three Gun Show Pro Shop dot com. All right, that's all for now. Enjoy this chat with Adam and myself on the five things that you need to change on your rifle to make it a proper three-gun rifle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Three Gun Show. I'm your host, Dave Harmon. With me today is my good friend, Adam Maxwell. Hey, Max. Welcome back, buddy. Here at the center of the Three Gun universe. It's great to see you. So in the the last one we did about uh, pistol, this one's about uh, rifle. Yep. Someone said that you took a uh, wrong turn somewhere. I took a wrong turn somewhere? No, I'm working. (laughs) <laughs> I'm down here visiting a customer, and just so happens that I have the afternoon to uh, to hang out with Dave there until my go. plane leaves tomorrow morning. So there we go. So today we're gonna, or I guess right now we're gonna talk about the five things to change on your rifle to improve your game today. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. How? Well, so this this is gonna be a combination of of uh, the last one was all things you had to buy. This is a combination of things you going to buy and things you're going to do so i guess the first one's going to be the stock the stock yeah. has to fit you length of pole comb height all that stuff i feel like a lot of people you ask them what the stock they use or whatnot and they they arrived at the stock that they like for no real good reason other than they thought it looked cool i saw it in a magpole video yeah so I, which I is mean, totally a fine I, right i bought i bought like three ctrs I because CTR of those videos there. you know yeah, ctr so, in the corner Hey, Lord. people, it's it's not radio, okay? Yes. You, you, can't you can't call in. can't call in, people. Come on. You can't call in. <laughs> that was from Grants Pass, Oregon. You think that was Noveski? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? So, all right. So, we got uh, the rifle here, and we're talking about the uh, the stock. So, um, the reason I'm holding it like this is uh, one easy way to check that you have the correct length of pull, and this was taught, me, uh, taught to me by Darren Sepeda re- recently. So, finger on the trigger. This is in the crook of your arm. And it should just fit fit comfortable right there. Now, as far as comb height, it's going to be looking through the optic, making sure that you have proper cheek weld and uh, that you can see directly through that optic. I found out recently by uh, by installing this stock that my preferred uh, um, cheek height is much higher than other people. I feel like a lot of people get down here and use that mush on their cheek. Right. I use that cheek bone. And uh, I've found that recently because a lot of people couldn't actually see through my <laughs> optic well, on this rifle. And and a lot of people, especially you know, you know, hats off to you. But a lot of people from the military community, I mean, they had that like sucker punched into their head that this is the stock you will like. Yeah, you know, and so like, they well, have, th- that was the they, only one available, right? Yeah, and they they kind of arrived at some weird habits because of of institutional inertia around some of these systems. Um, whereas if you know. People will say, well, I like it that way, or that's what I'm used to. It's like, okay, well, does it make sense? Do you have good leverage on the rifle? Is is it naturally presenting the optic to your eye? That's what's most important. You want, you want to have good control over the rifle for good recoil, and then you want to have a good presentation of the optic to your eye. And the more your rifle doesn't fit, the more you are uh, physically stressing your body trying to get there. Yeah, So yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, this so this is a new build for me, and it is much, much 
easier to shoot than my last rifle. My last rifle had an A2 stock, and I was constantly just doing those little micro hunts in the scope for the uh, the proper sight yeah, picture. Yeah, well, like, I mean, if you're honest with yourself, most of us, once we start using these type of stock systems, if you, uh, if you really get into it and play around with it, usually this ends up canted one way or the other. If you had asked me two, three years ago, if that was important, I would be like, no, that's that's some weird thing that that precision shooters do. But now, like, I I almost refuse to shoot a, a rifle in competition without it. I, I want I want my stock, and I set it up a very specific way. And when I get a new one, I set it next to the old one, and I like <laughs> measure it out. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the the final configuration for me, for me. I think I've got the length of pull down pretty well. I think I've got the comb height. Uh, I haven't messed with the cant or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, so this is a dissonant arms um, stock, and it it's like wildly adjustable, almost too too much to be confusing yep. for me. But it's a series of straight lines and right angles, and there isn't a single one of those in your body. So think about that. All right, what's the next one, eh, Max? Next one, optic placement. Uh, we get this one a lot um, at work, um, but essentially where on this rail are you putting... The optic, is it in an optimal place so that you don't have scope shadow? The way you do that is you want to turn it all the way up to 6 or whatever power your optic goes to because that's where scope shadow is going to be the most prevalent. And then you want to place the scope on the rail so that you're not getting scope shadow. And don't cheat on this. Um, When you put it on there, close your eyes, shoulder the rifle, open your eyes, and see if there's any scope shadow there. Mm -hmm. And then if there is, see which way you have to go to get rid of it. And if you have to like turtle your head or move forward or back, oh yeah, I, I can make that work. Nope. It's in the wrong spot. Yeah. You should move it. Cheating is important because um, you can do it easily and you can do it without thinking you're doing it. Um, I I found after <laughs> after building a whole new rifle that I was definitely cheating on my last scope that for the longest time that, that A2 stock was was pretty good, but I think I had my scope placement wrong on, on where it was at. Yep. So it wasn't like 100% comfortable every time I lied down. Yep. So turn it up all the way to the highest power and then place it place it in, in the, the spot that works best for you. And be honest because it's a big deal. Uh, it's a subtle adjustment that, that will make a big difference. Yeah. The uh, the next one here is going to be the uh, the trigger. Uh, this particular one is a hyperfire. I've got like a grocery sack full of triggers around here somewhere. Uh, there was a period of time where I decided that I was going to try every single <laughs> trigger out there. Good God, man! Oh, dude, yeah. And I've I actually, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of triggers. I have I have a, a fancy trigger for every rifle I own, and I own a lot of rifles. So um, th- uh, again, this one's a hyperfire. The you you just want something that's much much better than a GI trigger. Um, Two stager or one stage is a personal preference. I found that I personally like uh, single stage. Um, with the two stage, they're very enjoyable to shoot off the bench. I found that I short stroked them in competition on double taps, uh, which apparently is pretty common for a lot of people, but I had to actually experience it to, uh, to see that. Uh, and then, you know, I like as light of a break as possible. I think this is like three ish pounds or something like that. I just took like the lightest springs that hyperfire had and threw the other ones over my shoulder as did I. Um, but yeah, really there, you know, you'll run, you'll find a whole host of preferences on on triggers. Everyone has their own. I, I prefer hyperfire as well. Um, but really, what we're looking for is in in the context of this situation, this conversation is we're just cleaning it up. the The military style trigger, the GI style trigger, was essentially designed as a full auto system. 
Mm-hmm. And then it was designed to shoot military-grade ammo, and you're probably not doing either of those things. You're probably using some sort of commercial ammo, and you're not shooting full auto. So you want to use a system that's a little bit more adapted to what we're trying to do mm-hmm. that eliminates some of the, the pre-travel and the creep and then also has, has a uh, good reset. So there's lots of, lots of good companies doing that. Um, like so we, we prefer Hyperfire. You know, this one's a Hyperfire. I, yep. I use Hyperfire on all my stuff. Geisley, Air, Gold. Yeah, going um, going from fries, from this this trigger right here to the rifle that's next to us, farther away, farther away, farther away, till we get back to the bedroom. We've got like a a hyper fire. We have an AR gold. We have two Timneys. We have two rises, and then it goes into the mill spec. And those are all way in the back of the safe. So yep. I've I've got a bunch from a bunch of different manufacturers. Um, a lot of them are really great. Um, they're all different. They're, they're all, all different. They're all different. Yeah, but they all accomplish the same goal. If, yeah. If if you're buying some sort of aftermarket trigger um, that's not government style, you're you're going to get a, a big improvement on your again the the trigger is your last physical control over the bullet, so you wanna you wanna spend some money there. Yeah. All right. What's the next one, Adam? Next one is um, blammo. Blammo. Um, a lot of people like don't respect ammo. They get like yeah. the cheapest ammo they can. Um, I played that game. Nothing wrong with that. But you want to be consistent. You want to use the same ammo match to match to match. Uh, so you have consistent performance, especially when we get into the next thing we're talking about. Um, but most ammo performs pretty similarly. But under certain conditions, you can get curveballs because certain propellants behave differently mm-hmm. in different weather conditions, uh, namely temperature. Um, certain bullets fly differently through different barrels in different conditions. So... As much as possible, you want to stay consistent in the ammo that you're using, and you want to you want to use the ammo that you set your rifle up for, so that you get consistent feeding. Because again, once we start, you know, a lot of these rifles are are assembled um, at home, or you know, enhanced in some way with with modified gas systems, enhanced buffer tubes, things like buffers, buffers, <laughs> uh, things like that. So we're changing the way the pressure is managed, which changes the way the gun cycles. So you're starting to eliminate, you're starting to take some of these variables into your own hands uh, as you depart from the original system. So you want to stay consistent in the ammo that you select, especially if you're going to a major match. You want to use an ammo of of a consistent quality Mm -hmm. so that, that you have good performance out of your rifle. Same thing as like, you know the fuel you put in your car, right? So, so I, I admit that that as far as like a fifty-five grain blaster ammo goes, I purchase all different kinds of of ammo, but I only run one kind at a time. Like I will run. So I bought a uh, several cases of uh, Fioki fifty-five grain, and I will run through all that until it's gone, and then I will move into the next case I have, which is or tactical fifty-five grain, and then I'll move in the next uh, case I have, which is. A federal American Eagle, right? They're all those are all consistent, really, uh, you know, high quality ammo ammunitions, and but I don't intermingle them because one man's fifty five grain is not the same as another man's, even right. though they are made to a mill spec. They definitely have point of Im- point of impact changes through the same rifle. So I will stay, like you said, consistent that way. Yep, I would say I do the same thing. Uh, I run, I'll, but I'll run through back because pri- primarily the propellants, the propellants behave differently in the rifle and when we've tuned it to the level that some of us are looking for it starts to behave differently in the rifle and then in the long range ammo um 
you know, where you're, where you're trying to have some semblance of dope, you want to be fairly consistent with, with those bolts as well. Because some of my struggles over the years have been switching between different loads for various reasons. And it always gave me kind of a little bit of inconsistency. It was something that I was zeroed with it. And it all checked out, but in the match, it just it just behaved a little yeah. bit differently on that day, and that ends up hurting your your match confidence as well. So <laughs> yeah, and you you go backwards in a big hurry on yeah. a long range stage. Yep. All right. So last one we have talk here uh, talk about here is a comprehensive one. This is kind of a uh, a multi part thing, and this is the gas system of the rifle. So what we're looking at here is how the rifle behaves. Uh, as far as like a, a competition shooting rifle, and for me, it starts with the the muzzle brake. You want to have a uh, quality muzzle brake. Uh, be careful of one that's too powerful, may uh, send your rifle to dive down. You want to have an adjustable gas block so you can uh, turn down the gas that is coming back into your system here, because you don't necessarily need all that mil spec greatness to operate the rifle. Uh, you can bleed some of it off, and it'll make it softer. Uh, from there, we move to a Low mass operating system, low mass bolt carrier group. Um, this one's by uh, JP, and uh, it works in conjunction with their silent capture spring, which not I would say not not the best named part out there. Yes, it is silent, but um, that is not its best feature. I feel like that it controls recoil way more than you would you would expect by the name silent capture spring. So that that whole system right there that's running the length of the uh, the gun, that's one system and that is going to be the fifth thing to change on your rifle uh, to that, up your game. That is the operative word though is system. Yeah. All those things are a system, they all play together. You don't necessarily need all of the Gucci things mm -hmm. to be best and not necessarily they don't all necessarily play well together. Um, so yeah, you, you have you to have tune to it at together as a system. Yeah, and you kind of have to mix and match a little bit. Um, some you know some comps that may overpower some rifles may not overpower other rifles. Yeah. Some rifles may benefit from a low mass system. Some you know might want a you know there's you know low mass doesn't mean one thing. Every every company's bolt carrier yeah. weighs a little bit different. Yeah, and you know? I think there I think there is like a law of diminishing return on low mass too because the you know these are the the low mass operating systems for uh, that JP produces. They do make a um, an aluminum one as well. There's people that make titanium ones out there, aluminum ones that are like super light. But then I feel like that messes with accuracy a little bit too because it doesn't necessarily get the the gun back into battery all mm -hmm. the way. So yep. that's something to to pay attention so to. There is there is a lot of testing that went into the military system for the military applications. Uh, so that works. But as we depart from that, you're departing from that system. So you're you have to keep in mind that you're changing some variables there, and it may have unforeseen outcomes. Yep. We got one last bonus one here, Amax. Folks, it's 2019. Get yourself an ambi lower, okay? <laughs> and not, not because you're left-handed, but because you're right-handed. These things right here, like this makes me – this is the only reason I want to be right-handed right here. <laughs> this, I call this my unload show clear button. Yeah, this is uh, an American defense manufacturing lower receiver, and it does have – Full flamby, as I like to call it, flamby, 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 full ambi, and it uh, does have a left-handed magazine release too, uh, for you wrong-sided people. There are there are quite a few ambidextrous lowers out there now. Um, this is probably P one of the best. Yeah, PWS makes one. PWS makes one. Knights Armament, uh, Santan Tactical, oh, yeah, Radian, uh, Radian Weapons. Radian makes really good ones. Um, LWRC. There's a few of them out there. LMT. Um, but I mean, we can, we can have it on both sides now. So, so that's definitely, so might as well, definitely an enhanced feature. 
for uh, for this system. There you go. So that's the five things to change in your rifle, plus a bonus thing to change in your rifle uh, to improve your game today. Thanks, yeah. Max. Make sure you support the show. Follow the link over to Brownells. Use use the Dave. Uh, what is it called? It's the affiliate links. Affiliate links. That's the term I was searching short <laughs> for. Use the Three Gun Show affiliate link. Help out the show if you like the content. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Three Gun Show, and thank you to the people that support what we're doing over here, including Vortex Optics, IWIDUS, JP Enterprises, and the Three Gun Show patrons. We appreciate you.